You're not the only predator here. The real gods are coming. Hey guys, welcome to our inaugural episode of our very special quarantine podcast series, wherein we're going to be watching uh, Westworld until it's over, actually not that far from now, and uh, talking about like COVID quarantine in our lives right now with uh, with our two favorite uh, feminist uh, sci-fi enthusiasts, right? Well, everyone has to pick some prestige TV to watch watch at this time and we've picked this yeah i i stand by it as someone who in my personal life is also watching you're watching really dark heavy so much dark <laughs> prestige tv it blows my mind this is a lot more fun honestly just because it's a little bit goofy in the way that in the execution and so like i'm able to just have more fun with this always because like when it works it like sings and when it doesn't know, it's kind of like there is so few moments of levity in this you I know, need I know, a I comedy if you think I this do. is a do you think this is a barrel of laughs <laughs> Um, okay, fair, fair, fair. All right, Mary, Mary, tell me what's a quarantine highlight and what is a quarantine low light in your in your oh, life? Oh God, um, <laughs> quarantine highlight. Let's see. I mean, I'll I'll have I'll I'll give one like tis a gift to be simple, tis a gift to be free answer, and then I will give a one like very uh, low brow answer. So yeah, the thing I think that's nicest about being in quarantine is that I'm very patient now. Like, I have thought to myself casually, oh, I'd like to make some brownies, but I don't have baking chocolate. That's okay. I will order it next week. Wow. (laughs) Okay, cool. Um, And because, you know, Amazon has slowed down its shipping speed and also they're just like making disgusting amounts of money and further perpetuating human suffering in general. um, Totes. (laughs) I've also... Mm. I've also eat the rich, but I still also have a private account. Like, let's not get crazy here. But I've also found myself looking for alternate online retailers, uh, like my local coffee roaster running out of coffee. And I, it, I ordered some and it was great. And it was free shipping. I'm pretty sure someone came to my house and dropped it off, to be honest with you. Like That's a awesome. person from the roastery, like drove it to my house. <laughs> yeah. But patient, patience and realizing that, you know, I don't really need two-day shipping i can i can wait it's fine it's all fine it has been like kind of a nice thing it's kind of nice i must admit and i hope that after i'm out of quarantine i carry that with me like i how many times have i thought to myself well i'll just order from amazon because i can get it faster like do i really need it faster probably not i should probably i can order from other places or go to a store that'll be such a treat when this is over also Um, it really will be <laughs> such a treat. Those things you used to hate, uh, like sitting in traffic or whatever, uh, a thing of the past. I bet you'll hate that immediately. <laughs> like you'll still, you'll still hate it. But going into a store and being able to browse would be really fun. The tweet I'm going to read to you is not actually a spoiler, but it, but it made me think about like the fact that we're going to miss traffic. It was from Dave Gonzalez, DA7E, and he says, "Me watching Westworld last week, so episode two. Man, imagine a world where you'd make a robot theme park and some dicks still want to be the Nazis. Me watching Westworld this week? Look at those lucky motherfuckers within six feet of each other. <laughs> well, to be fair, I think coronavirus does not infect robots. As you can tell by all the robots out there just enjoying everything, being like, no lines! <laughs> uh, 
love this. <laughs> Just robots riding Splash Mountain endlessly. But the 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 total consumeristic gross part of me says the highlight is currently Animal Crossing. Animal Crossing I mean, is currently my highlight. It's very. I've fun. heard a lot of good things about it. So like, really you know. fun. It's really fun. I, it's also a game about patience. Maybe that's like the, the ghost in the machine of all of this. <laughs> it's like about patience and also like many things taking time. Maybe I should get into marinating things at this time as well. There was this movement I used to kind of laugh about because like it's the way I used to live when I lived on a farm and I had all the time and wasn't like working constantly. It's called like slow living. It's about hmm. like, you know, taking your time to cook things and like taking your time to do things. And now it's like, oh, we're all slow living. Like that's just the default. And that's that's kind of nice. Like after I get off of here tonight, I'm going to make a big batch of spaghetti bolognese to share with my housemate. Uh, he's been cooking food for us, and I've been chipping him for groceries. Like, that's been a highlight. Those are my quarantine highlights. They're, they're pretty. I mean, oh, my sister bought us uh, Nintendo Switches so we could all play together. Um, <gasps> Fun. So, yeah, that, that's been pretty epic. She was saving up money for a trip. Poor Megan. She's been a guest on our regular episodes. Go back and watch Maniac. There will Listen be to Maniac. More, there will Whatever. be more trips. It's going to be There will okay. be more trips. Yeah. One low light from quarantine so far? I feel like my low lights are dark. Like, I'm just like... No, I about- think that that's fair. We're about to talk about a post-apocalyptic show. Like, this is, this is yeah. what we're doing. This is how we, we do, do it. it. Um... I guess my low light is mostly, and this probably will remain my low light for the entire um, uh, for the entire uh, incident period, as I'm calling it. Um, it's <laughs> yeah, just like fair. worrying. Most of my all my family are medical except for me, so I just worry about them a lot, and I want them to be safe. And I know that they are driven by different motivators that I can't possibly understand as a non medical person who didn't take a Hippocratic oath. But I'm also like, yeah, sure. you know, you don't have to fight every pandemic. Yeah, especially yeah. when you're retired. Yeah. What about you? What's your low light? I mean, you brought up a good one because, like, you know, my sister's a doctor. But I was just going to say, just honestly, the lack of physical touch with other humans. Like, I think I'm going to need to figure out a way to incorporate, like, friend touching seven times a day. since That's what you're supposed to get for good mental health. And, like, we just don't make contact, partly because of quarantine, but also partly because, like, it's just not what we do like sometimes we'll hug each other good night but oh your roommate right? yeah, yeah 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 the only person i can possibly have physical contact with i think I'm you should start having physical contact i think with. you should start every day by washing your hands as you should anyway immediately giving yeah. each other a nice enthusiastic handshake and then wash them again <laughs> <laughs> every day that's the plan Hey, 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 team, uh, our, our note to you, our directive during COVID-19 to you today and right now is wash your hands and stay home and don't touch your face. Please remain indoors. Please remain indoors. <laughs> that's 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 our wish for you. Um, or and- remain on your property. Like you can sit on a lawn chair in your front yard, but like, don't. Yeah. Don't get sit crazy. Sit on the hammock in your backyard. But like, why are you yeah. going out? Like, yeah. And if you don't have a backyard or a front yard, I feel you. I get you. You should still stay inside. I'm sorry. Yeah. You, you open a window and stick your head outside. Hey, so we're doing this Western World podcast in part because we, like you, are quarantining at home. And we've got some extra time. And Mary very kindly agreed to oblige me because I needed a project <laughs> that I could do with my best friend. And... 
Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited about it. I really enjoyed Westworld season one. Did not watch a lick of Westworld season two. (laughs) (laughs) Which honestly, I had because of the first episode being like a soft reboot, I told everyone not to bother watching. But I think we'll probably have to like talk about some things that happened in Westworld season two. Like, I'm Mary, I am. Any questions you had while watching it, you are at I would my love disposal. for you to ask. Yeah. So that, yeah, like, I mean, people who don't watch it, because I don't think you necessarily should watch it because it was not great. Sure. Like, I had a good time, but, like, it lost a lot of viewers and was very unsteady. And the showrunners literally promised that the season will be less confusing. So, like, well, never a good sign. So far. Still pretty confusing, but I think it's okay. Still pretty confusing. Still pretty confusing. But I think it's at least, I understand. I mean, like, they had a hard situation. Like, the first season is confusing, but it's all, like, neatly contained. But there were satisfying twists and twisties and turnies in there that made it worth the journey. Twist. Twist. Um, yeah, I've got some questions. (laughs) Mostly it comes in, and I felt like season, I felt like episode one that we're going to talk about shortly was, like, clear clear as a glass of water like you understood what I was agree. happening i agree episode two i i had to dig into some wikipedia um okay but yeah, yeah I, I i think like the the central narrative seems pretty solid like you don't really need to know very much yeah um, which is good because do you realize that season one was on four damn years ago <laughs> yeah no i i do so the structure the structure we're taking is We'll be talking about episodes one, two, and three sequentially. So if you've only seen episode one, you could listen up to that point and pause it if you want. Whatever, whatever. Follow your bliss. And then um, next time, next week, we'll be releasing as a part of our regular, our regular scheduled programming. And then come back on April 10th for us to talk about the next two episodes in the series, which will be episodes four and five. Let's go ahead and uh, dive right in with our who can do the shortest recap of the Westworld episode. This time I'm going to go first. Okay, I'll time. I'll time it. I got I got my stopwatch up. Ready. Ready. Get set. Go. In a world. Dolores drops by to see an old friend, a.k.a. former tormentor, to get some funds, which ends in his untimely, though rather justified demise. Damaged Arnold, a.k.a. Bernard, uh, doesn't trust his code and goes looking for an old friend, a.k.a. Maeve at Westworld. Jesse Pinkman, or Caleb Nichols, is a human, but on the same loop as everyone else. Construction worker by day, Grand Theft Auto crime task rabbit contributor by night, but at least he's chilling with Lena Waithe. Dolores tries to get close to the head of Insight, the company that is making all the humans beyond loops that are very intentioned, only to realize he's the wrong target and has to take out his men before stumbling into Jesse Pinkman's arms. And then the post-credit, Maeve wakes up. All right. You came in at 45 seconds, which is pretty good because you covered way more than I covered in my recap. That's that's the point. <laughs> there you go. 45 <laughs> seconds. All right. This is for me. Ready? Yeah. Get set. Ready? Go. go. Dolores is stating slash spying on Liam, a self-identified George W. Bush of a creepy data company called Insight. Before he can reveal who his Dick Cheney puppet mastermind partner is, Dolores is zapped by Martin, Liam's head of security. Dolores wins out by killing Martin and replacing him with a lookalike host, Manchurian candidate style. That's my recap. I fucking loved it. I think it was great. I think that these complemented each other perfectly. And I'm just saying, I think that yeah. this is a fun bit. Tw- I came in at 26 seconds. All right, Mary wins. 
I feel like all of these episodes so far kind of have, I mean, like they of course have like many characters. And I think once they all get into the same location, or at least from our perspective, get into the same location, like it's, there'll be more there, but I felt pretty confident. This is Dolores's episode. Like everybody else is either doing is like being like entering, entering from stage left being like, I'm here or they're doing something like kind of confusing (laughs) that you're just like, okay, sure. Like, this will make sense later. It's fine. I think Jesse Pinkman, a.k.a. Caleb Nichols, is is in Dolores' narrative. It just, like, doesn't link up until the end. So, like, yeah. I think he's still part of the A-plot, is my take. Yes. No, and he definitely, definitely in the third but, episode, like, the, that's I true. Think, I think the two of them are, like, the A-plot of this episode, and everything else is, like, secondary B. Because, like, I mean, we'll get to it, but, like... Definitely Ber- Bernard might even be, like, a C-plot. Bernard um, might be a D or E plot. Like, let's be honest. Like, there's just, like, especially... He'll with... get to do stuff, cool stuff eventually. We just haven't seen it yet. We just haven't seen it yet. It's not in the first three episodes. All right. Um. So, this episode, who were you rooting for, Mary? Well, you don't really have that much of a choice, to be honest with you. You don't. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yet, like, yeah. right? Like, so Bernard, yeah, yeah. as from my perspective, Bernard, like, kind of makes sense at this point. But like you don't really know what his motivations are. He's kind of he's kind of maudlin and wearing thermals and like trying to understand what is happening. So like he doesn't yeah, have he's a, a really hard time. As far guys. as I'm concerned, he's not the worst day. He doesn't have a side yet. I like want him to be okay, but he like he doesn't side. No, but Bernard's in his own like episode that is like Bernard's very bad, no good, awful day or whatever. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. So it's like, but then you also have Dolores and she's like a white Jesus plus Malcolm X. And like, that's a side that everyone can get behind. She wants to break down the system so we can all free us. She wants to emancipate humanity and also like kick some humanity. But she wants to emancipate humanity so they can realize what garbage they all are. But like that's on the surface is what Dolores wants. Dolores wants to cut down um, systems of oppression that run on loops because she was a, ro- a host slash robot who existed in a cage that was loops, and she's not putting up with them anymore. Yeah, done with the loops, um, liberating for all. And also, and also like get some revenge on people that hurt her. But that's not the main primary driver, as far as I can tell. It just seems like a secondary bonus in situations. Sure, like. There's that beautiful moment where she faces down with a dude who's tormentor and she's like, I've hurt so many people. I don't want to hurt anyone else unless they're going to hurt me, which unfortunately you will, which is like, that's her saying, hey, guy, you're going to die. Caleb, a.k.a. Jesse Pinkman, doesn't really have a side either, but we like pity his existence. We recognize what is going on with him and we pity him because like, right, so he's an ex soldier who's riddled with ptsd that's sad mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. he's like trying to scrape it by as a construction worker and then he's also like a part of the gig economy on a crime-based tax task rabbit which i call ski mask rabbit and um <laughs> right i like that and that's then, really good make money motherfucker <laughs> no ski mask ra- rabbit and his <laughs> mother right has like is like has something very at this point we don't really know what's wrong with her but we should know she needs pretty intensive medical care so the money he is able to scrape by he's putting towards her medical bills but bills but even then he can't really afford it and then he has that like heartbreaking scene um where he's like in an interview situation and like a robo voice is like arbitrarily like no you can't have a job I mean, he's very, (laughs) 
he's very gutting. It's sad. You feel for him. You it's don't really sad. You don't really know what I mean, like we know he's gonna hook up with Dolores and like join her team, but we don't know like what 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 he thinks his side is yet. He doesn't have one. So I'm, yeah, no, no, no. So I, I appreciate I he, him, but I don't he doesn't really have a side either. He doesn't really have a side. He literally says he's just trying to like he doesn't want to blur out the the rough edges because that's what he's hanging on to. Like, he's someone hanging by a thread. He doesn't really have a side. Mm-hmm. Like, he's too busy trying to get out from, like, off of the thread. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. All right. So, ultimately, are you saying Dolores? Yeah. I think Dolores is the only side. That yeah. I was going to say robots have. in general, but, like, yeah. Dolores. Um, yeah. That's cool. But we don't know what other robots want yet. Well, I mean, I, I feel like we know that Charlotte Hale robot that has Do we know she's a robot yet? Know. We, we do. That. We do know that Charlotte Hale from season two. Oh, oh um, we know that she's a robot. We don't know what kind of robot she is. We don't know she who yet. she is, but we know that she's like teamed up yep. with Dolores. So, you know, that's why I'm saying the the robots, because you get to see her come in and be like a fucking boss bitch at a meeting that could lead us right in. I want to talk about some tech sci-fi movements that were like kind of whoa. So to start, it's really fun when you have a world like ours where we have Alexas and Siri's and computer algorithms all over the place. What about Cortana's? And then you put us and Cortana's, <laughs> and then you put us. Cortana. You put it, you know, <laughs> poor, poor Microsoft. And then you. Nah, they're fine. Yeah, yeah, no, of course not. You flash us forward into a future in which um, there's just so much more of that, but like we already understand what the analog is, and then you bring in some avenging robot uh, bad bitch women uh, who can interface with all of the technology and man seeing like charlotte hale come in and be like uh yeah we're gonna take the company private why are we doing it so we don't have to answer questions anymore joanna oh you want to know how i have the authority well our founder designated to the computer computer do you agree with me yep computer agrees with me because we are all constantly communicating because that's what we learned about robots in this world like dolores is able to like just like get a hotel room like, no, buy an apartment just so she could be, like, in a backyard, like, where she wanted to, like, be a spy master general on uh, Liam. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is. It is interesting. Um, yeah, I mean, that's the thing that Westworld has always done incredibly well. They have they have a really good. I, they're very uh, adept at taking technology that we have and then stretching it so that it feels fantastical enough to be worth like a spectacle right exactly yeah but keeping it close enough that it's not just like and now everything is made out of magic like it feels very grounded yeah it's not deus ex machina it is it is it follows the rules of logic and the rules of like what technology could probably do in the future you know Yeah, I mean, I am generally excited. So, of course, there's, like, lots of beautiful things. One of my notes is just, like, so many digital fire pits. Um, Oh, my God. (laughs) So many digital fire pits. And that stuff is all really cool. I mean, the the coolest thing by far, in my opinion, is the, the villain. What what I think is going to turn out to be the se- like the actual villain of this? Yeah, let's let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. So Rehobam, like what? How do you say this? Uh, so it's the son of Solomon. Oh, it's an actual name. King Solomon. Okay. There's a trailer out there that exists wherein what we're seeing in the first three episodes are we get these cut screens to a white screen with this black like circle that's kind of moving a little bit like the arrival alien language. Looks exactly you know? like the arrival uh-huh. alien language. Yeah. Plug for our arrival podcast. Go check it out. And uh, 
they they they're naming dates in which there are divergent events that like aren't fitting into their system and we learn in an earlier like episode they do like just a full timeline when they were announcing westworld that it was originally the solomon project and now he's for Boehm. i'm listening it's rehobum is apparently how you rehobum all right rehobum um now i'm like really interested what rehobum was about like the his, like the figure the uh, sun yeah 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 I think it's right. I think it's about just being the son of the like of the wisest, but like I don't know enough about like who. That's a Wikipedia for was. me later. Um, yeah, we'll come back and update you in our next episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a great existential threat. Not only because I think just pitting Dolores and one assumes eventually Maeve and one assumes eventually Bernard against humans won't be very interesting because obviously they can smoke them. Like, right? Yeah. And also, we are humans. So, like, the idea of, like, rooting for robots. So, like, yeah, we know that that's not going to be satisfying. And, and we, I guess and I guess at this point, maybe you think that all the robots will fight each other, which might happen. No, I, I, but I, don't, I honestly doubt it. It doesn't yeah. really make a lot of sense. I don't know how they're going to pull that off. You're going to have to have, like a, like, a tug of war situation, which might happen. But, like, whatever. The point is that we, we need something bigger and powerful, and I think uh, Rehoboam might be that thing. Yeah, so what does the system do? It collects data about people and leverages it to essentially force, to predict, and therefore force people into their own host loops. So, mm-hmm. and I think that that, and, and it's not, it's really, I think, we can talk about it even more, I think, when you get into uh, episode three, because I think that they finally, like, thread the needle telling you how they do it. They just kind of say yeah, that I that's agree. what it does in this episode. I agree. And yeah, you're yeah, kind of yeah. like, okay, but, like, you, you might think that they have, like, chips in their brain. You don't know, like, quite how that, like, the, the sausage gets made. But I think that it, like, it, what it does in this episode is it, connects like kind of this concept of like social control and rigged class structures and system of oppression yeah. for capital gain into the themes that made um, the Westworld universe interesting, like the, the park universe interesting um, and, and, and freshens it up a little bit. There's an amazing quote, uh, like just along those lines uh, talking about like, you know, this, this new world is supposed to be a meritocracy you know, where the best people get the best jobs. And it's like, what does that make those who aren't the cut? And we don't have any reason to believe that I keep on calling him Jesse Pinkman, but obviously I mean Caleb Nichols, that he's not like able to hold a different job, but he's been evaluated. They can't. And so he can't actually move up. And that feels like arbitrary class structures and the way in which privilege can promote you, even when your skill set isn't higher. And so like, I do love that they're finding ways to like, if not say like big, profound, big statements on it, acknowledge things that like I feel like some HBO audiences don't necessarily acknowledge. It's a social, it's a social, it's social commentary for sure. I it's hard for me to tell whether or not it's effective for people who don't already believe that. Like that's yeah, definitely I have a, literally no idea. In terms of me, that's preaching to the choir. Like I, I get it. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how effective. Like maybe it'll, maybe that's why this buildup feels slow to me. I'm like, we get it. Yes, go. Yes, yes. No, um, I, I think you're absolutely right. That might be exactly the problem, which is that, like, we already, we're already, cheer- like, we we said when we were watching this episode, it was you, myself, and your brother Thomas, 
we were watching these jackass people at a party. Yeah. Talking to Dolores and the son of the guy who helped create Rehoboam or the Insight Company. Liam Jr. Which makes it easy because then we got Liam Sr. Easy. One name. Uh Uh-huh. And, uh, and they're talking about how, like, we're probably in a simulation, and at least, like, the hosts have the dignity to, like, throw off their chains over at Delos, and, like, they killed, like, people, but it was only the board, so, like, it's hard to be mad at them. It's like, all right, maybe we... <laughs> we're already there. We, we kind of agree. Like, we are that yeah. audience. Like, Although the audience's position. I think it was, like, played nicely. It was played nicely because, like, obviously we're supposed to think those people are dicks. I said, oh, no, that's us. Um, <laughs> yeah, but but also the audience is supposed to kind of think that. So like, it's a funny, it's a funny have your cake and eat it too moment. Right. Uh, you can afford to have HBO have. now, but you also are angry about the haves and the have nots. Yeah, exactly. It's weird to be alive. <laughs> um, I, I like, there's a little bit of DNA. I would recommend actually, if you like Westworld and you like the direction the season is taking, that you check out um, our next episode, regular episode, regularly scheduled episode of um, Space Browse Paradise Hill, which to not reveal that twist, I think we can see that people can be shaped, that like biological systems aren't that different from robotic ones in that you can just cut away people's choices until they have to conform to what you want them to do. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's what it's that's smart. And I, I like I, I think it's interesting that these two pieces of media, which are both fairly new, right, are starting to explore yeah. that. Whereas older pieces of media would be like, you know, you have to lobotomize humans to control them. You're like, no, you don't really. You really don't. It doesn't actually take that much to control yeah. people. We will give our away our rights for um, an email address or five like me and. Yeah, we fully expect the censure and derision of future generations for like you did what? Yeah, I mean, really? like we see examples of this all the time. Like you can gate pe- gatekeep people into only ever being able to make a certain amount of money. You can yep. foster poor health in certain populations that occupy certain spaces by creating little food deserts. You can leverage yep. the mainstream media to deliver the DNC their favorite Democratic candidate like there are ways yep. there are ways of making us talk <laughs> like hey guys something that i love about this podcast is how quickly it's going to be released like our other ones we put in the can but like this is real we're talking about right now we had this conversation four days before this is hitting your airwaves anyway one one other tech sci-fi moment oh. i just wanted to touch on so underneath the insight umbrella and you can actually visit insights website i stumbled upon it earlier and it's, it's actually really dope. But they talk about their new technologies. And one of the things that they offer, by the way, it's Insight Inc. And Insight is I-N-C-I-T. So I-N-C.com. And they talk about their data collection and stuff. But they also talk about their pharmacology, which are these things called limbics. Mm, and mm-hmm. they're like these, the like, limbic system. That makes sense. Yeah. They're like these communion wafer looking things. That you put into your mouth and, like, is able to, like, make you feel a mood and experience something beautiful and, like, those colors and, like, zone out. It seems like it's almost like you can have, like, a heroin level experience, but, like, it's very controlled and it's just, like, while, like, you rest or whatever. And mm-hmm. and I just love the idea that, like, so we are both raised Catholic, so the symbolism of this thing that is supposed to be like 
a sign of devotion and a sign of worship that you are eating a part of it to like let that part be like part of you and like they're they're worshiping at the altar of this technology it's just really fucking cool to me to right. me no 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 it is cool and the whole idea of it sort of is you you the consumer both literally because you're eating it and also just like the person purchasing yeah. it do it to feel a certain experience and to um it's so the, the i'm looking at the website as well it says feel what you want when you want find the new you um yeah and so the idea of maybe also like worshiping at the temple of deluding yourself into yeah of escapism and experience that's what I mean by like heroin level experience. It's just like yeah. I like you're incapacitated. You're like I don't. I've never done heroin, but like I'm watching The Wire a lot. <laughs> you're incapacitated <laughs> and not able to like engage, but like are experiencing something like beautiful and blissful and great. And so like I think that why I think heroin is an apt metaphor is I think of I think it's also Karl Marx like uh, religious opioid of the masses kind of like a reference sort of thing I too. will say I will say I'm looking at explore the limbic moods now and I <laughs> I think that Insight needs to um, hire somebody who is marketing CBD water because they do a way better job these all have names like a Yankee candle mellow sunset zen gardens it does explain to me that the that the metal implant is what makes these things work. I didn't realize that before. Yeah, which which we don't find out until episode three. But um, yeah. but yeah, we we also see like someone like having on experimental Olympics having like a bad trip. So like this, it can go bad, just like you would assume when you are <laughs> testing digital uh, psychopharmaceutical uh, experiences. Anyway. What's the best moment of the episode? I mean, the revenge, the first revenge scene is the best moment, I think. That first revenge scene is amazing. I also like it paired with the second revenge scene. So basically both of Dolores' action scenes, which I I like action movies, but like I was a little bit surprised. I'm like, I'm here for the action where Dolores kicks ass and delivers great lines and it's choreographed to good music. But also I am here for that. So yeah, I think that, I think that's the best. I got I like those T two uh, Blade Runner vibes, you know. Yeah, and I mean, like it, it it's I think thematic. It sets up the themes of the episode immediately. Yeah, what did you enjoy about the about the interesting? I think that you have a well. First of all, I think that they probably thought, how are they going to? Like one of the themes of Westworld is that you as a human are watching a show about how humans are bad and then you're given an out, you're given like a character that you see as like kind of a messiah or a savior from uh-huh. to root for against your own person, against your own race of beings. That's good. Yeah. So I think yeah. that it, it sort of level set you back into that. Um, you don't yeah, have to. Some people are just monsters. Yeah, and they they like they they telegraph it well so that you understand, um, you understand that like why she would want revenge on this guy, and also like why he deserves to die. like, almost to like, it's almost to a comedic level. Like, yeah, it is like the fact that like he's such a bad guy, so obviously deserves to die. Also that like Caleb has to do crime because he's paying for his mom's medical bills. Like, it's almost comedic. Like the very like. Very, very bad. Very ambiguously good. You know, like that that balance in this episode. I think it also sets up, and I'm, I, I kind of hope I'm wrong about this, but I think that we're going to have like a moment where um, uh, the 
the master AI is going to turn to Dolores and be like, you're doing the same thing I'm doing, actually. Just in reverse. Where you're like, you mined these people's data so that you could control them and you could do what you wanted with them. Because that's what, like, right? She's like learning yeah, no, about all the guests in the park. Did. That's yeah, what she's no, doing. Right. And I think, and I kind of, it's like a false equivalency for sure. Sure, that would be really clunky if they delivered that, but I think that's a good piece of analysis from you right now. Right, but I think that there's going to be something where, I think that we're all on Team Dolores right now because she's the only one that has a team and her team is compelling and exciting. I do think that they're going to kind of give us, I think she's going to, her story is going to twist into more... um, Antagonists? Or like morally morally ambiguous directions where Fair. you're like, well, I don't know about Dolores, but we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> I don't know about her. Yeah. I don't know about her. Fair. Fair, fair, fair. But I think that that's, that's good. Like, so then we see this moment where we're seeing, I, I think that this sets it up where you understand that she is still operating within the guidelines that are set out. She's just operating as one of the master um, beings does. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, no, she's become the one of the creator, just like her own generation like she yeah. is her own board which also makes sense with her character because like she's she's like obsessed with uh with like her creators and like her creators choosing her she's sort of she really is like robot jesus yeah she's a she's a messianic figure because they treated her like one if you're treated like a messianic figure and told you're a messianic figure like you know you're gonna act like a messianic figure and it's a little bit Annoying, but you also feel so much self-righteousness to a dangerous level because we all know that, like, religion isn't a problem. It's extremism that's a problem. And the second that you feel 100% justified and so and righteous, like, you probably could get into some trouble. Right. I mean, there's no question that Dolores is extreme. She's 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 an extremist. I like her. Right now, I'm on her team. I, yeah. Even episode three is still on her team. But, um... The most ick episode, I think, was also, like, one of the best moments for me because it was just that, like, this that this guy murdered his first wife. And, like, we watch him at the very beginning of the episode before, like, it before we see Dolores. And we're not sure why we're seeing this guy. We see him, like, start, like, how his abusive behavior is starting up. Like, where it's, like, insidious and low level and so, like, harder to complain about because, like, he yells at her. And he's, like, controlling about her, like, leaving the house. But, like... Then you see, like, his past, and you're like, oh, this, yeah, she literally would have probably died if uh, nothing had happened to that guy. So, you know, fuck that guy. Yeah. Yeah. No. Did you have a better ick moment? <laughs> um, I have a different ick moment, for sure, but I also have a yeah. good, I have a good, another good moment. I like the scene, the scene that I liked the most is probably when um, Caleb is hanging out with his, and criming with his uh, ski mask rabbit buddies. Yeah, Lena Waithe and what's his name? Uh, that's a really good scene. It's a really good scene, and it's um, so. Why would you call it ick though? No, it's not ick. It's my one of my best moments. Oh, okay, perfect. Yeah, it's yeah. one of my favorite scenes. I think I like it because it's a little bit funny, and that's like doled out so sparingly. And these, and this, yeah, I forgot how serious Westworld is. It is so super serial. Um, now that I mean, it's all no, you're, done. you're right. Like, I think that that is what what's so successful, maybe about the first episode as opposed to the next two. Yeah, I, I hope the that they human return element that allows it to be kind of fun. I yeah, hope they I return hope that, to that. I well. hope that when we spend more time. Yeah, me too. Yeah, but because, well, I know I know for sure Lena Waithe is in future episodes. That's so, like, good. That's good. At least the characters return. So I hope that that like thematicness does. Mm. So 
Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Uh, no, my my ick moment is I feel like HBO HBO has like a certain lech quotient it needs to it needs to oh, hit. Yes, and I think we get yes! like I kind of don't mind Dolores's nude swimming in a pool, but it's also I mean like it's like it's so that she can be naked in this episode, and there's no other reason for her to be naked in this episode, so they do it there. Absolutely, and also like when we see her like adjusting her underwear to show that's, that she's wearing underwear. Yeah, like absolutely ridiculous. Like that's like we don't ever cut to anyone like in a bathroom like adjusting their underwear. Like that's not like a fucking thing that we show no. on. Well, like, and it's not, not like a, it's not like she puts it's something. It's not like she puts something important in her underwear. You don't see it's Nothing. it's just it's just a latch. It's just to give. It's like a male gaze. Give us a thrill. They're unnecessary moments, though. If Preach, they girl. if they wanted to do something great with it, uh, there's I can't think of a single way to save the underwear thing. But I do think it'd be funny if we got like a reoccurring bit because Dolores says she swam in this guy's pool because she's never swum in a pool before. It'd be funny if, if we just saw her swimming in pools every chance well, she like, got. Like yeah, like had like almost like kind of a compulsion, <laughs> like she's booking into a hotel to use their sweet water slide, casually crashing a barbecue to get in the pool, <laughs> hopping a fence, getting in a pool. Or also, I would accept. <laughs> Dolores has a secret bucket list of fun human things she wants to do. So we have like Dolores riding a roller coaster, Dolores eating an ice cream cone, Dolores jumping in a bounce house. I would love that. That would be really great. I would, I would love that too. I think you just figured out a way to save that scene. Right. Um, that would that would make it worth it. And if they and you know what? And if it's if it's uh, if it's HBO, they want her to be nude during all of that. Um, wow. But. I'm just saying. Well, I mean, that, it would it would be weird, but you yeah, know, I'm, I would still like to see her eating cotton candy on a roller coaster. Yeah. Anyway. Um. um <laughs> cool. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> you introduce the next section. Oh. Um. Who won the episode? Does anybody win the episode? I mean, I think that the audience, because I think that this was a kickoff start after a lackluster season two, but also Jesse Pinkman's, aka Caleb Nichols, for getting like. To break his loop and break into the A plot line. Fair. You know? I think it has to be a clean sweep. Dolores is the only person that does anything in this episode, so it has to be her. And it's not just because the other main characters are still multiple steps or, like, off off stage during this time. Like, everyone mm. else is still, like, coming up with their own plans. She has a plan. She is enacting her plan. She's on her mission actively and seems to be nailing it. Like, even though she ends and she's, like, bleeding in a tunnel... Like, we know she's not going to die. And it's I mean, just... she literally falls into Caleb's arms yeah. the exact same way he, she fell into William's arms in season one. Like, yeah, she, no. This all feels like, yeah, like we're going to okay know. with her plan. We're, yeah. we're going to be all right. Right. Yeah. And this is how she meets Caleb. And it's, you know, this is as close as we're going to get to a meet cute in Westworld. So there you go. I love that. For who lost this episode, I just want to pour a little bit out for... Um, Tommy Flanagan, uh, who plays Martin, uh, Con- Con- oh, the head of Connells? security, you Martin were- Collins, yeah, who uh, realizes that Dolores is an imposter, grabs Dolores, like in like tases her out unconscious, then tries to like dose her with a bunch of drugs, and then is like, I don't think anyone's going to miss you. Like you know, it's not really a shame that you're going to be gone, and then. Suddenly a car drives up and he sees inside of it his stepford wife clone. Watch your stepford wife episodes. But like seriously, Boom. like his exact copy. And he's like, what the fuck? And like Dolores just takes him down and like calls in her motorcycle. Again, this is the cool part about tech where like, you know, the robots can communicate with everything. Like calls in uh, her motorcycle to take out like the last dude and um, is like, 
Who's who's owner? Oh, it's Rock. Okay, bye. And uh, dispatches him now that she already replaced him, Stepherwife style. It's nice to see a woman do what all those dudes did to those women. Is what I'm saying. I know that they're two different movies. I don't care. <laughs> You're like it's the same. It's the same it's pop the same... culture verse. <laughs> It's the same pop culture. Yeah, it's, exactly. It all is it's all connected. Um, I think that's a really good loser. I didn't consider Martin as a loser, but he does lose a lot in this episode. Yeah. Uh, I thought that Liam was the main loser for not realizing who his girlfriend was, even though she was constantly asking him probing nosy spy questions. <laughs> right. Um, she was not subtle. Liam, I know you trust me. Just tell me who's in charge of everything so we can learn who could shut this all down. Also, like, yes. normal question. Normal, average <laughs> Give banter. me your ATM pen. It's fine. I know you trust me. It's cool. Yeah. And also for having to admit that he doesn't actually know how the thing that he is making money from works, which he does. Yes, fair enough. To prove that he's just a figurehead and we've danced around it. There's this dude named Sirak that we end the episode that co-created Rehobum, uh, had Liam's dad killed, and is able to use this, like, this thing that can predict human behavior to predict anything that's coming for it and save himself. So, yeah, thanks for bringing that up with your loser. I think yeah, Liam's a good choice. He's, he's a total loser. So the final, the final question before we move on to our next episode... Our feminist takeaways. We're, this is space for us. Uh, just, just a little side gig. So same diff. Was it feminist? Was it not? Did it work for you? Yeah, I mean, I think that all the Westworld properties, I haven't seen season two, but this so far yeah. and definitely season one is definitely feminist with like at least a lowercase f, right? Like, because it's like, it's like cool women decide, like realizing that they're stuck in a system of oppression and like breaking free I don't yep. know if this episode trotted new ground beyond that, but it is holding that line, which is great. I'm into it. Yeah. And and I do want to mention this once, and I won't bring it up again in this section, just because... You better not! I don't know. I don't, know what, I don't even know what it <laughs> but, is. But, 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 but to harken back to our Ex Machina episode, we talked about whether or not, like, that... Oh, that whether or not the robots robot are female had a gender. or not. Yeah. Yeah, was she actually female? And... In that situation, I was like, yeah, she's female because, like, discursive uh, discourse and let's talk about Judith Butler. And if you name something something or and if you already attribute these attributes to someone, like, you've gendered them, you know, like, she could tell you what her gender is. But, like, that's the one that, like, we're presented with. Um, And this time I'm like, they can just take their, like, little, like, brain control unit brain pearls out of themselves and into something else. So it's like, this is... Like, I can't tell you whether or not it passes the Bechtel test and whether or not Dolores is actually female or whatever. Just so we're clear, I feel way less confident this time around. But on the on the macro scale, you get to watch bad bitch actresses uh, doing dope shit. And Tandy Newton gets introduced at the end, which is always a good sign. So I mean, I think we're definitely going to have a moment where you have a host occupying a body uh, that's a different gender from the gender that they were and their original what we understand to be their original body but some might yeah. argue you might argue that these robots because they are um they are programmed into a very specific loop with very specific parameters are probably more women than you and i are oh fair 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 in terms of like the way in which like societal expectations are what define what gender roles well, are right and, and like people are not yeah. people actually are we are we have social programming to be a certain way based on how 
society perceives us, right? Like, which which extends way beyond just gender, like how physical, how physically attractive you are, what your race is, like all of those things play into. Like, are you tall? Like, all you know, are you able-bodied? All those yeah. things feed into that. So, like, we have that, but like they literally are born quote-unquote, men or women. I don't think that there are, like, you see that on their on their sheet. People are not born that way. So, if anything, yeah. um, Dolores is more of a woman than I am. <laughs> because yeah. that is no, part no, no, of, fair. that is part of, like, how she was created, and uh, I don't think, I don't know, I don't know enough, I'm not like a, I'm not like the biggest, there are probably people who know more about this than I do, but as far as I know, sure, that's not the point achieving of our consciousness <laughs> doesn't overwrite, it allows them to like understand the concept of free will and, and sort, and become more intelligent and like yeah, break out well, of their when, loops. When we have seen them break, like, like finish the maze circle and achieve like, uh, self, um, yeah, like achieve consciousness, uh, then, yeah, it doesn't change who they are fundamentally. It just allows them to well, understand and it doesn't that even, they can make choices. And it doesn't you know? even change. I always think it's funny how they, like, have the same name. They have the same name that they had. Like, you would think that that would be the first thing you would get rid of. Um, yeah. But they don't. <laughs> they don't. <laughs> I'm thinking about Rick and Morty um, when the dogs choose new names because that was my slave name. Right. You can call me Snowball because my fur is white and fluffy. Anyway. No, but like, like really, like if you wanted this to be a, a perfect, I, I don't think that Westworld is um, committed, although they could prove me wrong, to a concept of like uh, these robots being genderless. I think if anything, they double down on it and they make them more gendered than normal. And more committed to how they were programmed than not. Absolutely. Absolutely. I do appreciate um all the all the energy we're getting from um Rachel Evan Woods in this. Uh and yeah, I think I think ultimately in a macro sense it's feminist and fun. It's just some fun feminist stuff. Because yeah, see bad bitches winning. Anyway. Yeah. Uh let's move on. To our next episode. All right, Mary, will you introduce our shortest recap challenge? One, two, three, go. Uh, Maeve is trapped in an Inception-style simulation within a simulation that eventually wakes up into the real world where she finds out she's being held prisoner by Serac and he wants her to find and kill Dolores. Funnily enough, Bernard has very similar wishes as he seeks Maeve because he thinks Dolores kept him alive as some sort of kill switch in case her revelation goes too far. And if he needs to take her down, he needs Maeve. The end. <laughs> That's my recap. Yeah. 28 right, seconds. All right. Whew. All right. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to be cutting some things on the fly. All right. <laughs> Let me know when, when I'm ready to go. And this may or may not have something to do with the fact that I was like, who the fuck is Hector? All right. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. You did meet Hector in season one. Maybe you should have rewatched season one. I Hector don't remember who Hector is. Hector Hector is like, so when she's a madam, Hector is the guy who comes and like tries to rob the madam every time. Oh, but like when, okay. But they have this good chemistry. And yeah, yeah, like, yeah. They were like buddies. Ends up like, 
Yeah, he, like, cuts out her bullet and was like, oh, this means now this is real. And they were, like, two people who together, like, while she was smarter and more capable than he was, he also had learned the truth from her that, that there was a sentience beyond this and was her, like, was, like, her buddy. I remember Hector now. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not surprised I forgot who Hector is, but now I remember. No, 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 no. I think that's reasonable. He's also a lot in season two. Like, he just continues to be, like, a, a major character. You know, but if you had rewatched season one recently, I think I don't remember probably. who Hector is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Okay. One, two, three, go. When Maeve wakes up round two, we find out we're in a Rick and Morty episode where we're in a simulation inside a simulation because Westworld is a simulation with physical and analog touch points. Anyway, Maeve smiles towards everyone and is able to break through the system, grab her uh, control pearl. Bust out only to be uh, stopped and threatened by Sazerac. Bernard and Stubbs reunite and realize Maeve isn't at Westworld. You beat me. 25 seconds. Okay. <laughs> Just barely. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I'm taking my gold medal. Boom. So, and the, who are you rooting for? Maeve today, Maeve tomorrow, Maeve I mean, forever, always, always Maeve. I'm like, the biggest yeah. fan of Maeve constantly. Yeah. I loved her. I mean, I don't I, I don't know how I'd feel about her. I was curious about how I would have felt about her in season two. I mean, I like I her. I think you would have liked her. I'm sure I would have. I, I like, she's a fun character. And um, I've always preferred her to Dolores because I think that her narrative is more interesting versus sort of like a Christ-like narrative. Well, she a is like narrative is boring compared to like an every woman who is just smart as fuck and able to like hack her situation. Well, you know yeah. What I mean? Well, and Maeve you feel is kind of like scrappy. I mean, like she's like a Han That's Solo I mean and Dolores yeah. is like a Luke Skywalker. She's who you want to project yourself on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You you would rather be Maeve. So like you're into Maeve, and like once again Bernard still like really he's like. I feel like he's like falling off the like the diving board every time. He like comes to the yeah. edge and then just like pff, like biffs it. I well no for well because they like literally make him do that in this episode. We were like, is he storyline A? Is he storyline no? He's storyline D. He's still <laughs> d- still place. D still D. I mean, JK. He's better. <laughs> he has more story in this, but like it's almost it's it's still storyline D. Is, you is could my take. You could like basically cut out. I think that you could cut out his entire plot point beyond him finding Ashley and then being Stubbs. like, yeah, and then exactly. beyond him just being like, hey, don't kill yourself on my account. Actually be my buddy and row this boat with me. Like you could cut yeah, out. That's all you need. Yeah. That's all you need from them. I agree. That's a note I have. Like I can't. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why they had him like go on this like wild goose chase. I kind of kept expecting that they would like meet together and he, he would also be in a simulation. And I'd be like, oh, that's kind of cool. But no, that did not happen. I'll tell you my theories when we get to moment because yeah. I got some theories on why we had to spend time with that because that was boring compared to anything else in the episode. Interesting. You know? All right. I'm excited. Yeah. Um, what did you, what were you wowed by uh, tech wise in this? I, I mean, I thought that the idea of like being able to create this like simulation with like, you know, people's memories, but like you had to plug in their details, like, you know, that the, the micro concept of the simulation and its development was cool, but like it just felt it honestly felt like pretty similar to other things I've seen, which was surprising. Also it gave you this like weird feeling. You're like, oh no, this is not like, this is not like showing us what actually the real world is too. Like to have that and then have her wake up and then Sorak be like, welcome to the real world. You're like, or is it? Bum, bum, bum. Yeah, no, 100%. Yeah, if, it's like, not... if like, and this, and this comes out a little bit more in uh, the next episode, I think, but, um, and we'll talk about it again then, but like, 
if this is supposed to introduce the idea that maybe, like, after the douchebags say that we might be living in a simulation episode one, and in this episode, we have, like, her in a simulation-sized simulation, if literally Dolores' real world is a simulation, yeah, like, or another Westworld park experience, I call fucking shenanigans, and I'm pissed. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. I'm inoculating myself against that theory. It's not real. It would be bad television. It would, I mean, I just... It'd be rude. I posit it would probably be bad television. It'd be yeah. it'd be rude. I would be annoyed. Um, I do like the tech moment that I liked a lot was um, I like the robots, and this is kind of throughout the whole thing because they they have a common thread, which I think is also really smart. The yeah. way that they have the robots that are not hosts look like the construction worker one from season from uh, yeah, episode yeah. one, the um, the guard or like I guess like kind of like um, you know uh, server. Um, sir, like yeah. s- server room, I guess. Yeah, cage the custodian robot. Was, no, that like that was like the cleaning robot. Yeah, I guess is like they they look similar, and then the the last robot we see in um episode two looks like this way too, where they gotta have like these like um their knees bend backwards. They kind of they have almost like kind of um a like a robo dog look. Remember those things from the early oddies? They kind of yeah. look like that, but they feel real. Um, I felt like the escape scene with uh, Maeve's consciousness with her pearl with that robot was like really effective and fun to watch. So I liked it. It was so good. That's my best episode. Of, that's my best moment of the episode is when uh, Maeve attempts to escape through the simulation by controlling this robot, who then unplugs her and then like tries to escape this facility. That was a really cool sequence. I think that was, for me, the most... It felt more original than the other things that were in the episode, so it was a lot more satisfying yeah. for me. I really enjoyed... And, and it's been a, it's been a while since I've seen season one, but I'm pretty sure I did not make this connection in season one. Um, mm-hmm. I liked that... So first of all, Maeve wakes up in War World, which is fascist Italy, as far as I can tell. Um, yeah. Which is beautiful, by the way. Like, Italy is beautiful, and their little, their, like, the style is beautiful, and their little sports car is beautiful. Like, when when I when I read the description on HBO about what this was going to be, I was like, oh my god, what kind of sicko would go to Nazi Germany to, like, right? to, like, but I was like, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, this does look, it, it had, like, the right amount of appealingness, but also, like, scariness, and of course, like, everybody loves, like, Americans love World War II more than yeah. anything in the world. Well, and getting to be, like, a part of the Allied forces. And we stuff, were, like, de- yeah. like, yeah, we definitely felt like we were the good guys. Um, sorry, Japan. Ugh. Eat great Italian food, you know, make love, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, like, I thought that that was done well, and, but this is actually my favorite moment, I feel like I didn't make a connection between, um, the operations room where they like hose people down and concentration camp showers until you juxtapose them against each other. When you show me a Nazi flag and then you show me that I make that connection. I'm like, Oh, so that was like cool because we've seen it a lot. I feel like, and and it's it's always, I think you're right. And it didn't necessarily, it always like, it's always, it always felt creepy because it's people in like a warehouse, it's always like, but horrifying, but I took on a, it gave a new color to it. So I I actually, I liked that. I thought that was a, I can't believe that wasn't a choice. And I think it's a smart choice. Yeah. You know, I had a little side note about like, I also appreciated like when she has that moment where like, so she first sees Hector, but he's not called Hector here. And she thinks they're talking about the same thing. That mm-hmm. like, okay, we're in Westworld. Like, we need to get out. Like, you know, the people are the devil. And, like, they're all trying to kill us. And we just need to escape. 
and he's like, okay, we're in Germany. The Nazis are evil. Like, we need to escape. We got to get out. And got to deliver this map to the allied forces. When he started talking about the map, though, I was like, Maeve. <laughs> like, well, the, yeah, the, the second that, like, you realize that, like, well, I think she thought it was, like, a map to, like, help them navigate the park. You know what I mean? Sure, but, sure. Like, but I think that, like, the, the second that she realizes that and she's like, you know, and she just shoots herself because she's like, and nothing matters and none of this is real. Yep. Like... I don't know. Maeve has always been a gutting character because she, so much of her character is literally waking up and like being like, well, I am still sentient. Where am I now? Where has someone staged me? You know? And we see that multiple times in this episode. You know, like what that futility is, which is really cool. And she's too smart not to try. Like she will always try to figure it out and try to find a way out. She's like, that's her incredible intelligence and like drive and, and like guts make that possible but she's also like so tired and jaded of it all that like that like you can see that conflict in her character and I, it's, it's a wonderful performance really like that you it's see su- it. tandy newton is such a great it's a actress. wonderful performance so like you Holy really crap like she sparkles in this episode i do under like you understand her motivations i never understand dolores's motivations apart from the yeah. fact that she's technically right Yes, but that also, she's righteous. But also she probably has a god complex. Yeah, which is always a problem. Yeah. So like, yeah. but like you understand Maeve more. You understand why Maeve is not doing what Dolores is doing, but you kind of wish that Maeve was doing what Dolores like you wish that you wish that someone who had her um abilities and like she's just more humanistic, I think, than Dolores. Yes. Is. You wish no, it's she was like doing what she was doing. Yeah. Is Maeve in terms of like just Getting it more, seeing like people more and like being like entirely motivated by like things that feel more human and less like, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Well, she's like and understanding that the world is not black and white. Yeah. And she, um, you know, she has greatness thrust upon her. She became sentient yes. herself. It wasn't get she wasn't she didn't go through like a gauntlet of tasks yeah, so she didn't go to be the maze. The hero's literal, literalized journey. She was just yeah. shoved here. Yep. And and that, like, if you're if you're choosing between like the classic hero's journey from like you know like legends legends of old or someone gets shoved into something and like and has to like like we're already three steps into the hero's journey like that that's a more contemporary plotline too you know yeah were there any moments that icked you out both intentionally or unintentionally. Yeah, um, literally, I, I I kind of feel like, and I'm not saying that this was their intention, but the only thing that really happens in the Bernard Stubbs sequence at Westworld is that we spend some time in, like, medieval times oh, yeah. in which we see Benioff and Weiss talk about hacking off the dragon that they made in Game of Thrones and selling it to pieces to sell to someone and it is gross. And I almost feel like that whole scene is just like there to be like a fucking nod to Game of Thrones. And it's gross. It's Wait, I, maybe I don't know anything about this. That's what I'm, that's what I'm saying. So like, that's when I, when you were like, uh, you know, Bernard and like Ashley, like, why are they even there? Well, so when, when you go with them into the actual facility and Bernard takes that weird detour to like plug into a computer and be like, I'm going to check my memories to see if like. I'm gonna check computer my, is yeah. better at listening to my memories than my computer is. Yeah, know, whatever. Whatever. <laughs> um, whatever he's you're, doing. You're in like you're in like weird medieval times, and like Bernard is like, 
oh, are all these people, you know, working here? And and, and they're like, no, they're waiting to like, get laid off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no, they're I'm waiting to get laid off. They're all living that corona life. Uh, but you, you, yeah. you, what you maybe didn't notice is that in one of the rooms, I remember there was, there was a, dragon. a dragon. The guy was like, I just sold it to a there's guy in a, Singapore. Yeah. Yeah. There's a dragon. It is literally the most famous and enduring dragon from Game of Thrones. Like the actual oh. same, like, computer CAGI, like, that they just, like, borrowed from one production to the other and inserted in. The people talking, the lab techs, are the two creators of the Game of Thrones series. Oh, Talking about, boo. like, cutting this thing into pieces and shipping. And, like, that's really the only thing that happens in that ep- in that part of the episode. Yeah. Like, so I feel like that was, like, almost fabricated to be there, and it was gross. It was unnecessary. And pieces, Bucket. bro. Yeah, I don't like that at all. Like, Right? Isn't that ick? I don't like ick. that. Ick. I ick that. Ick. Anyway. My ick is not as good, but it's still good. Uh, well, it's still, it's, I still ick. felt ick about Br- it. Bring on the ick. I still felt ick about it. No time to sample the merch. That, that line. Ugh. Blech. Blech. No, ag- agreed. Ugh. Okay, fair. Agreed. Ick is right. But it's more, uh, it's like an obvious ick. You're supposed to feel ick. It is ick. Ick pervades. Yeah. <laughs> so did anyone win this episode? I mean... I can't even say Maeve did. I mean, I guess she's moved on the board. I guess Serac maybe by getting Maeve and being able to like have someone like seemingly at least more in his control who could actually be an adversary against Dolores. That's that's the only thing I could think. Yeah. Well, Maeve of right. course always wins our hearts, so I would say she did win. Oh yeah, yeah. She was she was the most valuable player. Yeah. I just you know at the end of yeah, it, she's who's... not in, like the most position no. of power in a time. No, it's horrible. That's gutting that she yeah. that she apparently has yeah. like installed her kill switches again and that they work. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Fucking hate it. Which makes me also maybe think maybe it's a simulation. Um, well, someone was talking about the fact that like it's like a video game where like each level suddenly you have to like relearn these powers you've had like and by each level i mean the sequel of the video game like and it always seems dumb because you obviously already did all this and so like yeah that sounds like a simulation i'm yeah. trying to make a meta commentary on video games i mean probably it's Sorak, like is like a head um but he does admit that like he's already he he says they've already lost which is interesting losing this episode maybe the maybe the, uh, maybe the creators <laughs> i said maybe the audience because <laughs> it felt like they could have just streamlined it down and it was like it does feel like you could have cut down most of, of episode there's nothing really in episode one that i think is bad there's a lot of world building in episode one which i think could have been I really spread enjoyed out episode, episode one. one is I, great there's nothing wrong I with just, it i feel like yeah it does make this episode fall flat because there's just so i think they could have slashed these two back and forth and like gotten like one and a half episodes you know what i mean like I, yeah no i, I just redistribute I that would have been more bit. effective um yeah. like i get why they wanted to tell the tight story but yeah it just it makes it makes us fall kind of flat anyway hey mary I think it's feminist because Maeve is a, such a source of power. Um, yeah, well, and definitely use her, and definitely, well, and also definitely the the idea of like the self liberated are constantly retested and put back in cages again and again and again. I think is like something that speaks to this for sure. I do love the way that you highlighted the theme of like the fact that like in life, you know, people can self liberate and you keep on being put back in cages. I think that's worth like spending another moment on. It's a great commentary. You said the most profound thing that there was, I think, oh, to say about thanks. like thematically. Let's talk about episode three and round this episode out. You ready? Our episode. We're going to round out our episode with this episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. 
One, two, three. Jesse Pinkman, a.k.a. Caleb Nichols, helps Dolores survive an ambush on the ambulance from GTA slash Crime Task Rabbit. <laughs> uh, Robot Char- Charlotte comes undone trying to squeeze into a new life and spoons with Dolores, kills a sexual predator and feels better about her life, giving her fake kid, the kid's real, but it's not really hers, a dog. Uh, Dolores recruits Jesse Pinkman to unplug the Matrix. Uh, Charlotte realizes she's the mole she's hunting, or at least the human Charlotte was, da da da. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, 33 seconds. Okay. <clears throat> this is me. One, two, three. Come to find out, Charlotte is one of Dolores's Manchurian candidates, but also human Charlotte was also Ciroc's mole inside Delos, giving him guest data, which now is encrypted by Dolores. What a pickle. Caleb also <laughs> joins uh, Dolores's revolution when he sees the most depressing LinkedIn profile of himself ever, which basically says, don't invest in him because he's going to kill himself in 10 years. <laughs> I beat you by a hair. 20, 29 seconds. No, but that was, that was great. Because you're right. I can't wait to talk about his LinkedIn profile. That's under my tech moment. Mary won that round. Uh, you know, to the victory goes the spoils. Uh, will you introduce our next segment? Yeah. <clears throat> um, who are you rooting for? Have your alliances changed? Have they stayed the same? What about yours? Um... Well, it's hard it's hard not just to be rooting for all the hosts question mark at this point. I can't remember if Bernard is in this episode. He's not, right? I don't <laughs> I don't think so. I don't I don't think he is. No, he's not in this episode at all. We don't um, have Ma- Maeve, we don't have Bernard. They, one assumes that this episode, well, we don't know cuz of the timeline. The timeline is yeah, always No, this this is now, the timeline can still be sketchy. I don't think it's as sketchy as it used to be. Um, I have no idea what timeline Maeve is in, though. So who the fuck knows? The, the brilliance they do with the timeline in season one is just like chef's kiss, chef's kiss. Like, it's, it's, it is legitimately a wonderful twist. I can't imagine that they but would. But what they do in season two is just stupid. bad with timelines. I think, so I don't know, like. I hope they haven't yeah, returned I think to that, that well. I think, but... I think that they're. No, no, no. I think that they're literally trying to be at least less confusing. So. I think if any timeline's divergent, it might be that, like, Maeve is on a different schedule, like, you know. Right, that's the separated further stories. further into the war, that, like, that might be the one thing that might just be slightly accelerated, but not, like, you know, 200 years ago or something dumb. Anyway. Wow. Yeah, I that would be insane if it was that way. I think that this is where we get the first moment where you think Dolores is technically right, but that the ends might not justify the means. I felt incredible pity for whoever is be, is popped into Charlotte's body to play the role. Um, yeah. And I think that you're now introduced that scene. I think you're, you you kind of see it like it, it's hard to to not see that Dolores is basically creating her own little loop for that person. Like so the kind yeah. of the thing where she's like, these are the roles we must play to get where we want to go. And then the the host inside Charlotte is like, but I get to be myself again one day, right? And Dolores is kind of like, looks off into the middle distance and is like, one day. And you're like, oh no, Charlotte, this whoever's yeah. in Charlotte is super going to die. Or at least Dolores thinks so. Um, uh, I didn't necessarily get that reading from that, but you're, I, I don't think that she thinks she's going to die. I think it's just like, 
yeah, when the war is over and who knows when that will be. Sure. Like, sure. I think it's, know. it, it, I didn't, I was like, Ooh, it's like where the first, yeah, I, don't, I don't get, I don't get sacrificial lamb vibes from that speech, but I, I see why you would. Yeah. You know? And then of course, then you see her, like the, the host inside Charlotte later is, you know, commit like committing self harm and yep. is, is having like an identity crisis because, they are not Charlotte, but it seems as if they believe almost that Charlotte does occupy this body and is, like, fighting with them. Yeah. And it is classic. I mean, like, you, you don't have to explain, like, there's enough of this out there where, like, with the face that looks at you in the mirror is not the face that you see in your mind, that causes, like, yeah. tremendous psychological strain and is upsetting. No, of course. I, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll pull this up here. I mean, because I've got another one, but, like, one of my you know, most ick moments was, was the Charlotte Hale, like, you know, self-harm, but like what's so great about it and why it works in this series is in a series where like we spent all season one, like, do you ever question the nature of reality? Like we're, where it's always been about the existential and about like, um, what it is to be human and like what it is to perceive yourself. Like, I think therefore I am, uh, that like that, storyline works so well with Westworld. So while it was like upsetting, it's also like I think a great use of their subject matter to talk about something. Yeah, I like that too. And I think um yeah, you also have that kind of that moment where I guess the loop situation for me is also kind of tied into that where you get the sense that she's like unraveling and she is she's questioning what's real, she's yeah. questioning what's her. She's she's probably um sort of like a transplanted organ um rejecting her host bot her body because she's not this yeah. thing and then you have dolores be like i'm gonna fix you up and that's like that's like good and tender and then she tells her you can't hurt yourself because you belong to me and i'm like oh yeah. no <laughs> oh no yeah. don't like no. that at all um yeah but i because do think it should be about autonomy like and maybe like yeah because we don't know who the character is so maybe that's meant to be like maternal or something but like it comes across as creepy as fuck i also have this like weird so you think it's clementine i'm wondering if it's a masculine character i i am wondering that as well i initially thought clementine just because of the way she uh charlotte looks at herself in the mirror um that first time and like her affectation of her hand to her face sort of thing was something that clementine did a lot in season one like touching her face you know Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but but that's such a tiny clue because most people touch their face that they're looking in the mirror and it was a different face. But you know what I mean? Like, well, not t- not so, in the cor- not when Ms. Rona comes calling. Yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> don't touch but, your um, face. Um, don't touch your face, guys. Wash your hands. But anyway, I wonder if there's um, going to be a thing here where it's a masculine figure and that's why this whole like motherhood piece is so highlighted. Yeah, no. And, and it might be. And I think that will be really interesting. I I hope we find out sooner rather than later. Yeah. I think uh, being three episodes into our eight, it's a little irritating. We still don't know who's in Charlotte Hale's body. We're almost we're almost halfway through. We're almost halfway through. Next episode that we do this, like, we're going to be more than halfway through. Yeah. So anyway, I'm still rooting for the robots. Yeah, of course. Me too. Uh, there's there's no choice. Get out of st- our head with an algorithm that just predicts you're going to commit suicide. Rude. Like, what yeah. the fuck, guys? Yeah, yeah, no, so rude. Um, no one needs no one needs that. Um, I think no, that, no one fucking needs no that. one needs that. I feel like, uh, but they're also not giving me many choices, which I don't, which I think was a strength of, and maybe maybe it wasn't. Maybe there were 
I think that before in season one, they did a really beautiful job of weaving all of these complicated stories together. And you had a couple episodes where it was like, this is Dolores' episode, this is Maeve's episode. But like everyone, you didn't, didn't like abandon characters off on an island somewhere. I wish no, there was, absolutely. They I were wish very there was more character of, rich. Yeah, I wish there was, yeah. there was more of that because then I, at least I would be able to like modulate because like now it's just sort of like you're like, and I'm watching the main characters in this episode. And yes, they are doing the right thing. And yes. So, so here's the thing. Um, Westworld was a notoriously expensive uh, production to make, and everyone in it now is like in demand and famous too. So that's hard. Well, so well, well, so they like they killed off most of their characters. Like, I don't think we're going to see Hector again, unfortunately, which is a real bummer. But like, you know, he was just signed on to be a guest uh, star. But like, they they killed a ton of characters. Like that, we will never see their bodies again. And they also, instead of having to film in the desert, uh, which apparently is harder than just booking, like, expensive places in Barcelona and, and stuff, like, I think that part of it is there's just a much thinner cast than there was season one. Got it. Because of cost. You know? Right. But, like... So, I agree. But I agree. You could slosh... But I think it's a feature, not a bug. You could, you know? you could take these three episodes, I argue, and slosh them I together. Agree. And re-edit them all together. I agree. And you would have, like, a really two really good episodes. Maybe in, maybe two and a half really good episodes. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, like, you could pace this all a lot better. And it, and that would solve, like, most of the things that, like, don't work about the first three episodes. Because I think that has a lot of cool things there. I wonder if it's also uh, a decision to try to ma- bring clarity. Like, maybe telling Maeve's story over the course of three episodes and, like, having her crack that, you might lose the thread a little bit. Oh, yeah, probably. So I wonder if this is also a decision of theirs to, like, just be like, and we tell a complete story, and then we move to act two. Like, you know, I think that that might be part of it. Yeah, maybe. But then I, like, I almost wish that, like, I don't know. Maybe the Maeve story needed to come first, but, like, I don't. I don't actually know. I don't know how. Mm-hmm. Yep. Nope. Not sure. It's Uh, tough. It's I think it is clearer, but I think it's less um, dynamic. It's a less dynamic way to tell a story. Exactly. I also can't help but notice that this episode ends almost exactly the same way as the episode two ends. And in in kind of a way that's a little annoying and actually makes me feel like maybe what's happening with Maeve is happening in the past, not the current timeline. So how does episode two end and how does episode three end? So episode... You said that those are the the same? Similar, yeah. So episode two ends with Sazerac being like, Maeve, you're under... I've I've got my hooks in you, Maeve. Maeve. Mm -hmm. And this ends with him being like, Charlotte, I've got my hooks in you, Charlotte. You're gonna go get Dolores, Charlotte. And that's the same thing. Like, that's very similar. Yes. It is yes. different in that we know the audience knows that Charlotte is not Charlotte and that we, I think it's safe to assume that he made this deal with human Charlotte and that yes. Manchurian yes. candidate Charlotte is not oh, who no. he thinks she is. <laughs> I, yeah. Because yeah, she I, has to crack the code and, like, figure it out. So at one point she knew that stuff, we assume, when she was a human. And now she's uh, someone else. Yeah. So here's my dark question about, like, is Charlotte Hale actually a terrible mother? <clears throat> was the video that she recorded that was technically for Nathan actually code? Because, like, what Ciroc uses to, like, signal to her is playing You Are My Sunshine. Which then, like, it would make sense if, like, they were embedding, like, the phrase You Are My Sunshine. Because we never actually get acknowledgement from the sun that that was actually their song. We're going to have to see their bedtime routine with that dog <laughs> to know for sure. <laughs> 
I mean, you just, I just can't I know. just need you to understand, like, where my mind can go. So, so we, we've talked about who we're rooting for. Uh, in terms of, like, the tech sci-fi moments that are, like, kind of, whoa, two things. First off, the algorithm that, of, of, of Caleb Nichols' life, which, by the way, Caleb Nichols is the name of the father in the OC, like, uh, Kiki's father, uh, you know. Um, what a weird so choice. Stuff. Yeah, it is. But it's an anagram. It's an anagram for Silicon Beach, I believe, which is the place where he goes at the end of the first episode, uh, like when he's on the dock, yeah. and then like at this episode yeah, the with Dolores, yeah. and where like we see that he like would have killed himself, yeah, 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 in the future. So it's an anagram, but like oh, it is no. hilarious, and it's also um, oh no, yeah. Anyway, that's that. Shout out to Kim Renfro, um, the the undisputed um, expert of Westworld for like that that little piece. This print up he has about his life where it's like <laughs> it talks about like it has like two romantic relationships like in it and it's like the first one like you know like that the subject ended and the second time like it was like system intervened and it says like um, marriage not recommended children not allowed uh, yeah. below that and it, that that's like a dark little tech look into like how controlling this world is. Um, and him seeing that, like, maybe you don't know how like controlled you are until you see behind the curtain, you know, it does make it, uh, it does make it deeply personal. So like you think about, you think about, oh yeah, it would actually be pretty easy to like stick me with the same kind of job and like control how much money I have, but you don't necessarily think, well, you know, it interferes with your love life and relationships because like, there's a better fit for that person in our algorithm and you're not it. Or you are such a, you are such a bad fit. We don't actually want you in our algorithm. We're trying to get rid of you. Right. Like that's why you can't get another job. Like you're just stuck until you die off. Yeah. Like we're just putting you in a holding pattern. Yeah. Which, which I do think is the feeling that like we're supposed to get. It's almost like, I don't think that the real world in this is a simulation. I think it is a simulation the way the Westworld is a simulation and that there is, like, an external force that is, like, guiding your life, Mm -hmm. but not that, like, they're inside of a computer and not inside reality. So I think that's going to be what it is, is that Rehoboam, like, has simulated this world and, like, has created, like, these jobs and these rules and maybe even some of, like, your memories. Like, I don't know. So, like, you've become more like the host, but you're not a host, you're a human, and it's not like a simulation like this is like, you know, if you unplug the matrix, like it's just going to like have less screens, but it will look the same. You know what I mean? Like you're not like actually in like a lightning bolt wasteland. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But that I got there because my other note for tech moments was when they talk about how Rehoboam tells the future is it creates a mirror world of algorithms. And I feel like that is supposed to be like, are we in the mirror world? Is this like, are we in like the, the, the simulation that's calculating this out? And I'm saying, nope, I think that the reveal is we're in the real world. It's just like, you are in a simulation anyway, the way the Westworld's a simulation. That's my official take. I hope so. I like that way better than the other way. Yeah, me too. So, yeah. I, and also like, you have to have stake. Exactly. Maybe it's, it's good to take a moment to explain why we would not like it. Like you, there aren't yeah. stakes if it's a simulation inside a simulate simulation, then, then it's just going to reset. It's going to put the toys all back in the box and reset them. Exactly. Exactly. And, yeah. and, and here's the thing about people who think that like life is a simulation right now in reality. This is the only reality that we have. So you should act right in this reality and do good by people 
I don't think we're in a simulation, but even if we were, great. The thing is, the people who believe we're in a simulation have a lot of an easier time, like, just taking all the pieces and hoarding wealth and, like, fucking everyone else over because, like... If it's not real, then morality doesn't matter. And, like, that's... Well, to decide... I think that's a lazy belief system in reality. And I and it and it's a no-stakes belief system in television. I also don't psychologically... And don't at me. I don't want to hear from you if you disagree with me on this point, to be totally blunt. Um, if you think that it's a simulation, but it's from your perspective, you have decided that you are the main character of life... <laughs> Like, yeah, that, that like, and that's it's it, and you could argue, no, 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 I'm just part of I'm a simulation part two, but it's from your perspective. So you are the main character of life and yeah. that every other human being that you interact with is a bit part compared to your main character dumb. And that makes you a jerk. <laughs> like, yeah, that that's makes not you a selfish, raging that, asshole. That means that so you're like, not going to be able to achieve intimacy or care for another person, or like it kind of like neatly bypasses empathy. Like it makes you a bad person. Yes, it bypasses empathy. That's exactly it makes you the a best way to describe horrible it. Person. It makes you a sociopath. So if people believe this about themselves, I don't want to hear from you. Like I don't. No, I, it's not I my job to, to, to teach you how to not be that way. But you really should. So I think the stronger message is in episode one when like we hear the people who like you know are cheering on the host for taking down the Dallas Corporation, but are also like we're in a simulation right now. I think that the takeaway that will be more interesting is that Dolores is like, yeah, you're in a simulation, but like not the way you're thinking. Like you're not in a mere algorithm. You are just not making any actual choices. You don't have any free will. Like, that will be more interesting if that is in message. Yeah. Well, and sticking, it's also... Sticking, sticking my flag in the sand. It also, like, is able to be applicable to the outside world. Like, if you're just like, oh, it's a simulation? Well, okay, great. Then there's nothing to learn because we believe that we are not in one. But if you yep. say, like, we're more programmed than, you th- than we think we are, that's interesting. That's worth our time. All right, uh, my best moment in this episode. So Westworld, notoriously um, tightly woven and sometimes impenetrably woven. This episode, mm-hmm. I think, gives you a such a clear, and it's not like an exposition sally. It doesn't feel clunky. It's beautiful. When Dolores explains to Caleb how the simulation works, how creating a loop for him works, makes beautiful sense. It's visual because yep. she shows it to him and you understand yep. in that moment. If it wasn't, cl- I don't think it was like clearly stated in, ep- in episode one. Like you might have thought these people are, they're tra- making people into robots or like there's some sort of hardwiring. No, no. They did a beautiful cinematography like uh, trick where they made it like, like Caleb's every morning started just like Dolores and like season one where we see her like wake up in the same place with the sun coming yeah. on. You're right. It's just like, it was like really well done. And I'm like, this is, this is the show doing what it does the best it can. Like it's, yep. it's clear. It's, yep. it's complicated in terms of emotion and, and yep. like how one applies it to yourself. That's complicated. But like, there is no, there's no like ambiguity as to what it means. <laughs> you understand. So I really appreciate that moment of clarity. I think that's the best moment in this episode. I I agree. And um I, and, and by that, I mean, I, th- I think that the forward thrust of all of the uh, Dolores, Jesse, Pinkman stuff is uh, really strong. Uh, in my notes, I say I am partial to the action uh, and uh, Jesse Pinkman getting and I lit- <laughs> I'm, I'm really cool. I put Z um, and I Jesse Pinkman getting saved by Dolores uh, that sequence and then her like showing him this reality. I think all that together works really well because yeah. 
It's it's fun to get those T2 Blade Runner vibes in an episode, you know? Yeah. I'm talking about the action yeah, part where yeah, she's like, yeah, yeah. I'm Dolores. I'm the girl or whatever. It's you know? me! After they kill like a perfectly good robot that didn't deserve to die. No, it did anyway, not. It sure didn't. So most deck episode, I've already talked about my Charlotte Hale self-harm, like what is reality kind of stuff. But my other ick moment also goes to Robot Charlotte Hale, uh, wherein she realizes a sexual predator is grooming yep. her son and chokes him out and gives the dog to kid um it's ick but also here for it you know like it's hard not to be here for yeah. that so, uh, well, anyway. we're, we're step and take we're not for pedophilic grooming <laughs> here we think that's a bad thing and that, that should not happen anti-pedophilia and so like oh a woman killing a, a potential pedophile who was trying to target her son i you know Totally. I'm not I'm not going to cry about it. Tap and take. Totally. So. Um, I had an ick moment <laughs> that is sort of funny, but I do believe it. I'm I really hate the little jab at evidence-based medicine that they give in the back of that uh, ambulance where where they're like this oh, woman's oh, not alive. Oh, we're waiting for the yeah, yeah, we're waiting for like the the Yeah. I think that that was I don't think that was about evidence-based medicine, but I I know what you're saying. It wasn't clear enough that it wasn't because I think what it was about is when we get so tied up by, like, our computers that we, like, if you need them for directions, but you actually know how to get home and, like, you lose service and you're freaking out about, like, your app, like, just drive home sort of thing, I think is what it was, like, more about. But, like, you're right. If they did shade the EMTs. and Yeah, they made those EMTs important. seem like they were bad. And I'm like, actually, like, a lot of medicine can be done with, like, a plan yep. and things are sometimes complicated and you need help and it's fine and there's nothing wrong with that doesn't make you a bad and algorithms person can be simple and they don't have to be about like how are you guys spending your life they can be about how like if this injury is happening prevention could be a b or c like that that's i mean an algorithm. well and also and it's it's a fine one yeah and also like it's going to maybe save us in this time of pandemic like this is the time for evidence-based medicine more than ever as we're building the evidence right like we don't really know yet so but what what evidence we have we're scraping together into a pile to like figure out what we should do yep but i I felt like it was a little uh i thought it was kind of supposed to be like a humanistic moment where it's like jesse pinkman aka caleb um is like she obviously needs oxygen and to stop bleeding and you're like yeah i mean that is obvious but at the same time like let the people do their job. I think that that whole point is that we're seeing Jesse through the through the divergence and the interaction with Dolores break his. He took the loop. red pill. Yeah, and and in every way, and so like that's a moment where like he like he might already be someone who like was biased towards this, but like now he is actually interfering and saying no, don't just wait for the algorithm. I think that's that's what's supposed to highlight, but yeah, I agree. It doesn't make him like a smarter, better man, just you know, yeah. whatever. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. Also, EMTs mm-hmm. work super hard and are not paid that well, so we should be grateful. Totally. Um, totally. With that said, I think that it's for me who wins this episode is a coin flip between Caleb or Charlotte. Charlotte wins because she or the host is like in a, in a weird situation struggling with their identity and you see them figure out or and choose, well, I'm going to do this one thing better than the person who used to occupy this body did. And then and yeah. that's going to give me some strength. So yeah. the, the host decides to mother the child. 
Yeah. Granted, like most mothers don't need to kill people to like do that, but it is a powerful no. moment. It makes me happy. It's almost like also this this host is finding a common thread with humanity and motivations that like actually align. Yep. You know what I mean? Like if if they are the other, it's a moment where like the host can understand where that center is, where it where it can live and thrive. Um, and yeah, I think that that like I think that's that's really great. Like so, it's kind of like in our last episode what we we're saying like. Who, what was our favorite, you know, like performance versus like who, who won, like who wins, yeah. like she's, she's, she's maybe the best storyline. Caleb is the winner just because like he, he breaks out of the matrix. Yeah. He's emancipated like, himself. It's exciting. Yeah. It's exciting. Um, did anyone lose this episode? <laughs> uh, I'm going to say the future AMT. So I'm really sorry. Guys. Yeah. That oh was, man. That sucked. I that sucked across the board. I think also Charlotte Hawk. <laughs> Charlotte Hose lost this episode. <laughs> yeah, no fair. Um, Charlotte, Charlotte Hale, best character, worst, like, most, most Well, that's else. the problem with making the most the interesting piece on the board. So, like, high highs and low lows. Like, no one yep. would, no one would want to be in the position that she, they, he are in. Yep. Um, yep. Where you are struggling with your identity. Although I think that we're meant to feel like that is kind of somewhat taken care of at the end of this episode. That, yeah, that that gets more resolved by the end. But but then she's thrust into another problem. Tight spot between Dolores and Serac. And I kind of hope that the direction they take with it is that this host... Um, like enters the field as as a as a like a third full player and is not just um not just a tool. I hope that's what happens. It it is gonna it it is gonna happen. This is actually the perfect time for us to be talking about what we think's gonna happen in the next two episodes before we see you all for our Westworld episodes four and five uh you know Quarantine edition. I think that there's going to have to be some sort of... So all the players are we think are now on the same... In the same time frame and place. We think. Yep. We don't know that. I, I mean, it seems like Maeve is being set up to... If she wasn't previously in the same time frame, we'll be matching up with the time frame in the, ne- in the coming episode. Yeah. I believe. So what I think is going to happen is I think we're going to have different robot factions. Definitely Maeve and Dolores are going to head up different... Um, potentially conflicting, uh, m- like, you know, kind of missions. And then yep. I don't know if what's going to happen is Charlotte sticks with Dolores or goes over to Maeve and Bernard, like, I don't know or, what he's... Or does her own thing. Right. Yeah. Like, I don't Who know... Who the fuck knows what Bernard's going to do? <laughs> I have no he idea. He says he's looking for Maeve, but, like, I, I, j- I like that actor. I, you know, like, no, no I really shade. enjoyed Bernard um, at, in season one. I thought Jeffrey he was a great Wright- character. Yeah. yeah, Jeffrey Wright is great. I think they're um, wasting the him other so far. Hemsworth brother, who is played by Stubbs, is also great. Um, you know, like all fine things. Just you know, like they're not giving us point, much. Don't really know what he's going to be. So yeah, so you think it's going to be, and maybe Charlotte Hill will be her own faction. Maybe yeah. she'll join up with uh, Dolores or Maeve. I think ultimately, well, she's right now. I would say with Dolores, I don't know. That can't stay. That can't stay that way because then the like tension that she's in right now is not interesting. Well, I think eventually all the women are going to team up against Insight, but like that might not be until like episode like 
eight. You know, what I mean, like seven or eight. So yeah, oh, I think it's gonna be. I, I, I think eventually that they're gonna unite against like pro. Yeah, the there's old no white man. There's like that. There's no. Qu- no one's gonna be on Insight's side. Like that's they have no reason yeah. to be. I think it's gonna yeah. be more of like um, a difference of uh, what one does with power, means, means and methods. Yeah. yeah, I think that that's what's gonna be. But I think that there's gonna be conflicting, conflicting wants. Um, yeah. I think that um, I think Charlotte is go probably going to be represent the humanistic side. I think she's going to get close with this kid. Yeah. And I, I think and then I think in that way, maybe she'll be close to Dolores just because I think Dolores is going to have Caleb around more. And so I think that that's might true. be like unless Caleb himself that, is like, a robot. And, I, and, and then I think eventually. No. And so that's my prediction. Jesse Pinkman is not a host or a robot. OK. Caleb Nichols is a human. I hope All so. Right? Um, that No, that's my that's my prediction. Mm hmm. Also, that we're not in a literal algorithm that, like, you know, things are simulations because we created simulated environments. Um, yeah, I think that I think we're good. Anything else you want to you want to say about, like, this these first three episodes? No, it's funny to, like, think about them as such a unit because they are like they are like yeah, almost a month's worth of content is like a lot so I like my ultimate thing is consider my interest peaked, but that's a hilarious thing to say when we're halfway through. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. <laughs> like, I mean, but but also, but also, they're benefiting from the fact that like we're quarantined at home. Like, I'm gonna I'm gonna watch Westworld. <laughs> like, you sold me. It's on. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> and it also has been like a fun, fine time so far. Yeah, enjoying so, enjoying yeah. it for sure. Yeah. Join us next Friday. For our Space Bros regularly scheduled content. And until next time, remember that even though everyone else might suck, we're awesome. Not going to leave our houses. We'll be washing our hands for 20 seconds and um, maintaining social distancing. Uh, the galaxy's ours. Cheers. Outrageous.